Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Thanks to Feels for supporting FilmSack. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash filmsack and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Oh. We've got tonight. Who's got Who tomorrow? Needs tomorrow? We've got tomorrow. Let's make it last, oh, there it girl. <laughs> Let's find a way. You're like my living lyrics.com. I don't know lyrics unless. <laughs> 2130, day 547. Unscheduled course correction due at 2200. Pre-correction check. Rotation axis plus 3 degrees. Nitrous oxide pressure 4100, rising to 5000. Quad jet C and D on pre-select. Rotor ignition sequence beginning in 3-0. Thruster line reactors on standby. A mystery monster. <laughs> this is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Oh, hold on. <laughs> That's no good. That was all quiet. There we go. There it is. Okay. Sheesh. Way to check all the buttons before you start, Scott. Hey, everybody, welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. What a great way to start 2020. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Brian when Vincent penetrated Maximilian Dunaway. <laughs> okay. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we dig deep into Disney's darkest hole. I mean, we really get in there and dig around for nuggets of. Oh, hold on a minute. I'm, I'm getting an ESP. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I'll tell them. Okay, guys. I just got a brain call from everyone's favorite 1970s era sci-fi robot, old One Ball Bob. It appears he survived after all. However, however, he assimilated with Ernest Borgnine and now identifies as No Balls Borg Bob. 
I'll let that one burn into your soul for a minute while you struggle to imagine a sweaty robot with a mustache. All right. Does anybody need like a two-minute overture they want to play? Anybody got one of those? A two-minute overture? I know. Pass the time. No. All right. Oh, wait. I'm getting another ESP. It's from Vincent. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I'll tell him. Vincent says he's sorry. He's sorry he asked all of you lovely film sackers to endure this movie, and he promises to never do it again. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> he started quoting some long deaf philosopher, and I remembered that this ESP and I could just I could just sever that whole thing. Click. Well, I hope you enjoyed the view from the sidecar of my imagination. Now here's that two-minute overture I promised. No? You guys prefer commercials and 20 trailers before your movie? Fine. And that's what you'll get. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You know, there's a reason you're known for your intros here on the show. That stuff's yeah. really quality, high quality stuff. I love intro making. It's fun. It you're a good writer. Thing in the universe. You're a good writer. If there's ever like, you know, Letterman or somebody starts a new show and they're like, we need someone to do these weird intros, I think they should hire you. Totally. Uh, a new show. But no pressure on anyone else. Let's start next with no. Randy. Hey, it's that guy from Jackie Brown, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you boys about the time I owned and operated the most successful chain of automaton dealerships in all of Alberta? No, do tell. True story. Yeah. Everyone wants to operate their own small army of automatons, and that money is being in the supplier. (laughs) You two are going to do great in this business, so long as you follow my three vital rules. Number one, train the automatons to do things that fun people do like cheerleaders like stack up in a pyramid that'll come in real handy when your customer is stuck alone with them for 20 years Mm. number two don't tell anyone about how automatons can just vanish i know you think that's a selling point but i'm telling you keep that a secret because you're gonna love the look on ernest borgnine's face when he gets fooled (laughs) number three train your customers on how to attach the masks to the slaves, I mean automatons, in such a way that the masks can't easily be dislodged. Come on, boys. This should be obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those uh, those dead people would have sneezed. Those masks would have just fallen off right then and there. Right. Yeah, there weren't much on those things. would like no. to have seen more of those guys, not just the one dude. But anyway, yeah. uh, with us finally, Brian. I'm sorry. Brian, hey, we should make a Star Wars ibit. <laughs> Got 50 space credits? Uh, 2237, day one, Oscar robot log. Oscar here, fresh off the assembly line. Oscar stands for Outer Space Collection and Repair, and I'm really excited to get to work. My friend Vincent, who is with me all throughout Robot Academy, is going off to explore on the Palomino, and I hope everything goes well for him. <laughs> 2237, day 35, Oscar robot log. I was working on the hull of the SS Valiant, took a little bit of a hit from a stray meteor, and it seemed to have an effect on my voice modulator. I'll have to have that checked out the next time I'm in Spaceport. 2237, day 93, Oscar Robot Log. Voice modulation chip still hasn't gotten fixed, and now I seem to be suffering the same fate as most robots my age, slipping into hillbilly talk. (laughs) Kind of hard to convince the captain that the main thruster valve needs to be replaced when I sound like a second-rate Yosemite Sam. Oh, well, hopefully we get to a cotton-picking spaceport soon so I can get this fixed. Yeehaw! Love it. 
You are uh, you do a quality slim pickings. I'm gonna yeah, just say. Somebody who hates hillbilly humor. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked a little more Doctor Strange love of, of <laughs> right, the, uh, right in the missile. Sure. Yeah. 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 I was. I. I just want to advise you. You should. You should finish off that whole joke with him getting it fixed. <laughs> and then sounding, and then sounding like he's supposed to sound again. The, like I, I waited this phrase. Yeah, rule of three. <laughs> oh no, I get. I hear you. I, I, I agree. I just, yeah. I'm saying, I waited this whole movie for that voice to to change somehow. Right. Right, I don't right. know why, but Bob I just couldn't. Fixed, and then he sounds like. Anthony like Daniels. Anthony Daniels. <laughs> that, right. Yeah, that way. That what a weird choice. It's like a. It's the the things that were clearly for kids in this movie were the, I guess the robots, the the little bumbly ones, and then right. everything else scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. So I don't. So we should probably raise our hands here. Who's, excuse me, who saw this before? I saw this in the theaters as a ten year old kid or nine year old kid wow. or whatever it was, and have not seen it since. Okay, same. Yeah. Uh, Never saw it. Never saw it before. Okay, uh, Brian. Or I I've never heard of it. I'm not convinced <laughs> that this movie actually existed until Disney Plus. No, I knew um, it existed. It's, there, it's it's kind of mind blowing to me that that whole thing where you discover something that other people know about, mm-hmm. like and you and, right. and like you've lived a whole life. And how did this did this really have impact on the people around me? And I just have no idea. Uh, thank you, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really awesome to mm-hmm. be able to. To sort of dive into these things, their their own little niche. But uh, I also did. I wasn't prepared for the way the dark side of this thing. Like I, uh, mm. I have thought a lot about what age uh, a kid, you know, my kid is ready for whatever for you know Force Awakens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just saw you know, oh, it's a Disney movie. It's rated PG, and I just sat with my child and watched it. And, you know, I could not help but see it through his eyes. There are parts of this movie where my kid, in his own language, was saying WTF. Yeah. (laughs) Was it the evisceration of uh, Norman Bates? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some of it. But, I mean, mainly the end. My my kid really, he really, his biggest outburst was at the end where he just did not uh, like he couldn't grasp what they were trying to say oh yeah there was a 50 year old uh, 50 year old in my living room that said exactly Exactly. the same thing (laughs) because i'd forgotten about that stupid i won't even say it's a stupid ending it's a lack of an ending yeah there's not much there i mean you're supposed to be left with the feeling that oh they traversed to the other side and now they've right they've seen it and they're heading toward all this new exploration and discovery like they actually got to the end game that the weird psycho scientist was aiming for, but they did it, you know, heroically and, and without, Oh, I know. didn't get that at all. I, I figured Ryan a million was in hell and everybody else went to heaven. And right. uh, that's, that's, Oh, it. that's, that even, was, the, that's that was one implication, right? I guess I hadn't thought of yeah. that. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I thought they had, yeah. I, I really did think it was, they made it through the hole and they're now on their way to what's on the other side. And they just right. leave it at oh, that. That's a good, so they, they, they a good discussion down, point. Yeah, right. they, they flew down. The angel, you know, led them down what looked like a the mirrored, pretty white hallway. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I just thought yeah, that was just psycho. Go is, I thought that was wow. supposed to be just like weird imagery, though, done away, like a like a right. You know, but the but I mean the other the the Ryan Amelia is like sitting now. on a rock 
thing above a bunch right. of fire with a bunch of skeleton people in hoods. Yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah. that does not feel like he's got anywhere else. Dante's not, I mean, and, and Borden not announces it right in the front. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know what that was meant to be, but that that was. Yeah, I mean, hmm. right. I, I get the heaven and yeah. hell thing now that you say it. I guess it just never occurred to me. Yeah, Borden and I kind of, you know, introduced the idea early on, like going, "What Dante's Inferno is this?" You know, this however many circles of hell you want to call this black hole. Right. Well, with all um, of them. You know, I know it's it's we're talking about the ending really early on the show, but I guess oh, yeah. it's appropriate time to tell you that um, I read a an article on the Hollywood Reporter about this. I actually this article came in at the end of last year because of disney plus and i decided to wait and not read the article until after i saw the movie so that everything would kind of cement in but and it's um, huge it's like it's it's like a a novella Mm -hmm. yeah it's fantastic too it's a really good article but apparently they um what they adapted this from didn't have an ending the the last sentence of the book is uh they enter the black or they go through the black hole dot 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 and that's the end of the book wow so they they said well uh do we do that with our movie or do we put something in there and apparently they had an even more um a more esoteric uh um, right like uh, version of the ending that didn't get used yeah Yeah, i'm trying to think if i can find it really quickly but i guess not but basically they were gonna they were gonna go into the sistine chapel start in the eye of adam pull back and then there was going to be the shot of the Sistine Chapel and the creation of Adam. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would have been cool. Wow. It would have been just as, you know, just as, huh? There's no doubt that they had their eyes on a sequel. Like most films, like at most, the vast majority, you end a film in a way that if for some reason half a billion people go see it, you can make a sequel. And right. this this was true. I don't understand why they just didn't leave it completely unknown. Like the did, did in the end, they all get sucked into the black hole. The end. We don't know oh, what happens to them. I think that uh, that would have pissed people off even more than a than but, uh, than the goober go- go- right. ending that they ended up doing. Goober like ending. you know, like all right, uh, Thanos snaps his fingers. End of movie. <laughs> yeah. See you in a year. This is this is nineteen seventy nine. I mean, we weren't really hip to the sequel scene yet, right? Not I quite. Mean, Not in the way we are now. Yeah. Yeah, because we yeah. hadn't gotten Empire Strikes Back. We we knew about Empire Strikes Back, but it hadn't come out yet. Yeah, the uh, se- right, sequels so up to this point were was was like Disney's own Herbie uh, series and things like that. Yeah, like, right, James right. Bond movies or you know movies that had um, right. self contained. Uh, self-contained stories not like the serials that had the cliffhanger endings that were from the you know 50s and 60s sure but this one this the ending in this one i think needed to give like a book is what it's well enough for a book to say and they entered the hole and then that's it right because because then your (laughs) imagination fills in the rest i think in a movie you you have all this conflict characters you build up even if they're not great whatever and then if you don't do something with it at least experience the whole (laughs) Because, because <laughs> if you don't, then the people who died, the 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 good people who died, died for no reason. They just they just died earlier than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's how I'd look at it. I mean, I'd rather die in the hole than Anthony Perkins style. Which brings me to my big point of the black hole, Disney's black hole. When this thing came out, it was Disney's first PG movie. They'd never made a film that wasn't G, so this was a mm-hmm. huge deal. It was uh, stuff sort of aimed at adults, a little slightly more adult conversations happening. The robots were there to sort of soften all of that. But when I saw it as a nine or 10 year old, 
in theaters. The only memory that stuck, honestly, I don't remember jack poopy about it, except that there's a black hole involved and that that robot sliced up Anthony Perkins. And that's yeah. my oh, only really? memory. So you remember that? Yeah. That feels like something you'd remember. I don't know why I didn't remember that because it really caught me off guard on this viewing. I'm like, oh my God, this is this is a Disney film, even PG. And, you yeah. know, Anthony Perkins is getting eviscerated by yeah. this robot. Yeah. Holy crap. They don't really show any blood or guts or anything, but it's an it's no. it's so implied. Anthony Perkins' face said it all. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Did. Big time. You saw and his that, dental uh, work, his mouth open so wide. <laughs> from, that art- <laughs> from that article, by the way, the, him holding up the book. Yeah. With all the notes and all of his information was also improvised uh, on the set. Oh, it wasn't really? written to the script, like which yeah. is brilliant. It's like, brilliant. Uh, yeah. here, uh, maybe this will stop you, but oh my god, it's my life's work. Oh yeah. god, here's my my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should have said, uh, "Mother, I'm coming," or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, he mother wouldn't hurt a fly. That was <laughs> that was a that was a scene that just was seared into my memory, and I remembered it. Yeah. It scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, and it's wow. the only thing I've I've retained from the. From I remembered the movie. Maximilian, and what's really funny is the only other thing I remembered from the film was the opening computer graphics of the green lines that then formed the black hole. That apparently oh, had yeah. more of an impact That's on cool. me than Perkins' death. Than uh, that graphic was pretty innovative. Nobody yeah, was really was, doing yeah. that stuff nice. at the time. Yeah, that was high end yeah. graphics or high end computer graphics at the time. But yeah, and like, you notice nowhere does it say a Disney film. The only thing it says it's a Buena Vista film. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. And they now and we've they, talked about yeah. we've talked about the end, but let's talk about the beginning for just a second. Ooh, sure. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that I turned on my Disney Plus and I hadn't turned up my volume on my computer, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting there looking at a black screen, going, "Did it start? Yeah. Did it? What's going on right now?" And I know there's like there's like a like a, like a two minute overture or something, which you don't see in films anymore, but. Was no. still was pretty out of vogue even then, uh, but it was it was it was a nice reminder because I was th- when I was watching it and listening to it, I was like oh this is very nice I enjoyed this mm-hmm. I forgot people used to come in you know movies right. to start when they started and Randy talks about this all the time movies used to start when they started mm-hmm. and so they would have an overture so they'd have an opportunity for people to come in kind of get in the mood mm-hmm. kind of sit down get ready, talk sit to each down. other say hello to your neighbor mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah. there's a much more uh civil uh, exchange back in the day i'm glad we're a movie going in the 70s because i know you won't be pulling out a phone or talking to anybody during the picture <laughs> your feet aren't going to be right. up you're not going to be pushing on the back of That's my right. chair exactly. like, yeah, yeah. Right. i really a- appreciate with reservable seating and an app that tells me about how long the trailers are going to be i can pick out the exact time i want to arrive at the movies right it's like it's like 21 minutes after the alleged start time it's like so there's there's an app that'll tell you how many how long the trailers are going to be before a particular movie or do you just i mean it's always going to be right around 20 minutes right no, you, I'm I'm talking about like going on to social media and seeing oh, what my okay. what I'm my sure friends theater. who went to see it at this theater. Have God, I'm sure okay. you know, it has to be theater by theater because they all run different. Twenty twenty minutes though does feel like it's about the right amount, um, and that's a really good thing. I like going every once in a while, making sure that I do see all the trailers because they change up change them up enough that I do want to see them. And for a while, because the only way I would watch the Rise of Skywalker trailer was in a theater. I did not want to watch it on my on my tv or on my computer screen we were seeing every we were going and seeing every movie with the trailers for a while until i saw that one i don't mind it except for um 
the, all our local chains here are putting commercials between the tra- trailers now. Yeah, that's not right. That, I hate that it. feels like such <laughs> that's a bad. Right. That's I, not right. I hate it so much. I really hate yeah. it. And it makes everything that's- take longer. I mean, I understand that they need to whatever, you know, theater running theaters and chains and stuff is not the business it used to be and you got to get it through concessions and other uh, stuff, but man, just but too much. But it feels much. like such a break of the agreement between movie shower and movie goer. You know, it's right, like right. We have an agreement. You show your commercials while people are sitting down for a few minutes before the thing. You show that that stupid Eminem. I loved it at the beginning, but man, they, uh, Eminem needs to. Eminem really needs to update that stupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's an envelope. You know, they need to get rid of that right. thing and and give us a new one. Yeah. yeah. And then once once the time starts and you've told us that you know there's popcorn and coke products in the lobby and somehow these people have glassware that they're drinking right. cokes out of i have a paper cup yeah yeah hey do you guys do you guys have the uh the guilt trip commercial before yours do you have the one where <laughs> which, it's like, which one is that the, the, one, the one that we get here at our theater i don't know if it's nationwide or not but it's it's always about do you it, this is obnoxious and there's a guy going and he's like make he's talking when the movie's about to start and then there's like another guy he's got like a hoodie on and he's like He's videotaping the screen. It's oh, like this no, is illegal. Huh? And then at the very end of it, there is it's like after all these stupid things, they they have somebody sucking on a bong, a water bong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the? Oh, f- South Carolina! Your movie commercials are so much I different from ours. Awesome. I would love for you guys to be able to see the one that I see. I That's wasn't sure awesome. if it was nationwide or not. Would you describe the guilt trip commercial? I could have sworn you were going to say it was the Jennifer Aniston, Marlo <laughs> oh, Thomas okay. begging for money for yeah. St. Jude's Hospital. <laughs> no, no, we no, get no. those this too. Is the, but this yeah. is the different. Ours are ours are filled with local crap, and it's because the chain is local. It's this Larry H. Right. Miller chain, and it's a great chain as far as quality and seats and all that stuff awesome but mm-hmm. they really cram it with like so it, imagine this a trailer for something like knives out amazing trailer looks great can't wait to see it boom bam bam big thing on the screen and then it cuts to here at zcmi bank we're grateful for your local uh, pay, you know like it's some local yeah. freaking uh you know uh saving uh, what, do you, what do we call that community what's it called what, what's a community bank? Or a, uh, uh, what's that called? There's a name for a bank that isn't a big bank. It's a <laughs> saving bank. You're looking for a bank? Banksy? Little, little no, Banksy? No, no, Banksy. No, it's, what's the word? It's for a credit union. Credit union. Oh, Thank credit you. union. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But it's all like local stuff like that or a guy that makes computers like downtown. Like it's just. It's horrific. It'd be better if they were like national commercials, maybe because the quality would be better. The quality. Yeah. yeah. And then they roll in. Oh, here's a Star Wars trailer. Oh, and now here's another commercial for whatever. I don't even want national commercials. If you basically that would be the thing that would make me start coming to the movies 20 minutes late is if they started doing commercials interspersed with. Well, that's what we're doing now. We don't. I mean, we're reserving seats anyway, so there's no advantage to being there early. And we're just not going. Well, I'll. I am fine watching those trailers on my computer screen if I if this is the if this is the other option. So f those guys. I might just be a little fired up because of a YouTube problem. But yeah, the the real the real frustrating thing is when you're trying to watch a movie and then get to a dinner reservation afterward and figure out when to make that reservation for. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you should just add on two hours or something because. Yeah, it just you just can't like you don't want to ever cut it close. There's nothing worse than being like, oh wow, I'm already ten minutes past my reservation time for for dinner. This movie's not over. I'm gonna have to take, sprint out of here as soon as the credits start. Hey, wow. you know how I'm old? 
we have our right. dinner before we see a seven right. o'clock movie. <laughs> say, hey, you know how, hey, you know how I'm poor? I got to choose one or the other. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, lately, I just don't do eat. We just do it both at home. That's that's how I get around it. Is both at home. I'm watching. I'm watching Rise of Skywalker right now. Yeah, home, right this second. Yeah. Ford's Ferrari. I'm watching at home with Tom Cruise and Matt Damon. That's right. Um, back to the uh, overture black, thing. The black hole. Oh, yeah. Um, do you feel like I feel like Disney Plus shouldn't? I know it's I know it's not including the movie as it was presented to viewers in 1979, but I feel like they shouldn't include it on on their streaming service because there are there are parents who are going to sit down to watch this with their kids hit the button play it's like oh right. well something's wrong with the tv screen mm-hmm. it, you know turn it on yeah, turn it e- off turn either it on, turn you on. know what i'm saying was, here's what i think play it because the the score in this movie yeah. may it's maybe it's best thing oh this um, is true and here's what they should do they should put disney plus should just put something on screen or a message that says this overture played in theaters in 1980 uh, you feel free to skip two minutes in if you'd like to jump straight to the movie or enjoy this music. Like, get, just give somebody indication yeah, because there's, you know what that would be better. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's knows. there because my my Disney every my Disney Plus it would like buffer for a second before the overture and then right after the overture. So I don't know if they're working on a way to skip intro. Oh, maybe. But it it seemed because I I did it twice. I was like, well, that's weird. And I did it twice, and I don't know if it's because suddenly there was imagery on there instead of being nothing. Maybe it was trying to adjust. Mine but... was blank the whole time. I decided to watch it all because I right. just wanted to see what they were going to do, and now, it never did anything. Yeah, and you didn't always – and that was an interesting – it was interesting how they presented it because it almost seemed like it was an artistic choice. It's like, oh, I get it because it's, it's darkness and blackness, and that's how you know nothing escapes, but this sound is escaping. Oh, that's great. And then I thought – then I watched the rest of the movie, and I was like, no, no. No, it wasn't that. It was just. It was <laughs> right. I'm I'm yeah. really torn. Like on the one hand, I like the technology a lot. I like it. I I'm telling you, the opening sequence for Mind Hunter is very good. You only mm-hmm. need to see it a couple times. Mm-hmm. The skip button is great. It is. You do not need to see that on every episode of Mind It's Hunter. the right. It's However, the right innovation. You know what else was like that? Freaking Daredevil. It had a beautiful intro, yeah. and mm-hmm. then oh, all I, of the all of the Marvel. But yeah. on yeah. the other but. hand, Mandalorian is a celebration of art. Mm. In a, in a way that I almost wish they didn't give you the option to skip it. It's like if you if you end an episode of Mandalorian and walk away without watching looking at all the concept art mm-hmm. that's over the credits, mm-hmm. you're missing part yeah. of the show. Oh, if you're not watching the credits, you're a crazy person because that art yeah, is amazing. Those, it's so you're gorgeous. I want. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a book that they'll sell that has all of the concept art from Mandalorian, right. a little coffee table book, and I'm so tempted to buy it. Oh, I'd buy out. it. I'd get it. <gasps> I would. I would definitely buy a couple of those as prints to hang on the wall. Like yes. A couple it's, of them are just yeah, they're, they're amazing. D- despite this yeah. movie being about a black hole that sucks everything in, we we, it, we keep losing orbit on this film because I want to <laughs> tell you guys about I want to tell you guys about my uh, my my the the child that I ordered from uh, from Disney. Yeah, I ordered. Yeah, okay. Ordered that. Yeah, Thirty dollars. <laughs> Oh, the, oh, the child. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for the plushie, yeah. Wow. See, I, I it was ordered just the... like like after your kid is in the lost and found at Magic Kingdom for three weeks, then they just right, put it right. on the Disney site, and you can. I, yeah, you can and call I actually Yoda, wanna, but it is. Yeah. I want. I want to actually reset to pre-production because it's too easy and simplified for us to just say Disney's answer to Star Wars. This film was in production for a while, and yeah. like, yeah, they kind of knew Star Wars was being made. 
but like it goes back to the early 70s mm-hmm. it runs around as a different script that's always getting rewritten there's definitely interest in it before suddenly everybody needs to be making a space adventure movie mm-hmm. and that's that's fascinating because like if you if you look at it in that vein there's really actually not a lot in here that's just a blatant ripoff there's definitely the hope that they're going to make toys it's definitely a disney movie mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's actually not like it's not it's not star wars that's for sure it's like, right. like they're like they the seeds of this other thing make it all the way into this movie it's a little like and a they, year later you get tron it's a bit like that you know like it's a, it's yeah. a different it's a different thing it's still definitely disney but you're like oh this is them branching this is them trying something else and not just sticking to you know apple dumpling gang and herbie sequels like they're right. they're going for something else here in the 70s i'm telling you mr limpet was a disney film <laughs> the the art the art at the beginning and end of mandalorian is is something that's on my mind because i watched this movie the 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 screens the 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 paintings hanging behind people mm-hmm. in yeah, so many shots beautiful. in this movie are fan freaking tastic. Like there's nothing kim- comes close. I don't know what to compare that to. There there's there's shots where I'm just like, wow, someone painted a wall that's mm-hmm. 100 feet yeah. wide. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is right. awesome. And yeah. I'll tell you, I was yeah. constantly I was constantly amazed at Vincent and Bob that I'm like I kept looking for a, like okay, where's the strings? Because this is mm-hmm. this is pretty convincing. They're really stable and it's pretty freaking impressive for 1979 for them to have a floating robot. I mean, they wouldn't even think of that. Psh, come on. Yeah, that's hard stuff. Now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. you need to make a speeder. Or a, uh, I always like how in Star, <clears throat> Star Wars, in The Mandalorian or in uh, this, the cartoon, I'm watching uh, Rebels right now. I love how all the crates are Mm-hmm. self-hovering crates you know if you need right. to move some yeah. product around it's just a a thing you push <laughs> through the air kind of like a you know a carbonite coffin thing right. i love that go sort back of and stuff. look at the land speeder in star wars before they before lucas came back and did all his touch-ups i mean it's it's kind of rough and this is amazing to me i thought they i thought they did an amazing job here they did but <clears throat> the reason that something like this didn't take off the way that star wars did and not again not that they were going for the same thing but uh part of it is kind of a mystery to me because I don't know why 3PO and R2 work so well and these two robots do not as yeah, far as well, personalities and R- you know stuff like that. Yeah, R2's not pretentious but C- CP3- CP3O is but he's the butt <laughs> I can say it. Say it one more time. You still have it. Sipito. 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 That golden droid. He's kind of the butt of the joke. Yeah, here, right. you know, here, this guy's a know-it-all, you know, Bob and, and, uh, Vincent, Vincent, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of know-it-alls and they kind of think they're the best. And, uh, it's just kind of, hmm, kind of great. Would we have, would we have lightning McQueen and Mater if we didn't oh, have, yeah. uh, Vincent Bob? <laughs> right. It's a great question, but, uh, but those kind of, I mean, for a certain generation, those, those work. I mean, it, but you never yeah. like the hillbilly humor at all. Nope. Nope. And I don't really like. Uh, the cable guy dude because he's not really real he fakes that whole thing right, and it drives me guy, crazy yeah. if he was real i'd be like oh okay well this is you know, this is him but- i don't think i would i don't think that would even be enough it's like uh you choose so you choose to i mean that's kind of what he's doing but you know even if you're if you're doing the hillbilly comedy things like you're aware that you sound like this and you choose to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and you're not it's not like he's being real 
Like if you went down <clears throat> deep south and found somebody with a real thick accent who lives out in the nowhere, sure, that's that isn't them being a cartoon of themselves. No. That's just them being no, themselves. Exactly. Get Larry the Cable yeah. Guy is a big fat cartoon of himself, and it's right. you're right, it's bad. But the idea that hey, what if one of the robots was old and beat up? What if we got right. an uncredited, by the way, Slim right. Pickens to interact with an uncredited Roddy McDowell? Neither of those guys got credits, which yeah. annoys me. Like, and are we are we supposed to believe that the Bob robot was came off the assembly line with that voice? Or, I mean, I, right, I played around with this in my intro, but you know, is that just intro, something that happens? Yeah, no, your intro <laughs> is great, by the way. But after getting beat up a couple of times, I would think you would have a Slim Pickens voice too. Right? I, I spent the whole movie thinking that was a defect. I, I, I've, I've never seen this. I've never heard of this. Mm. I just figured, oh, this guy's all busted up. That's why his voice is also busted up. Mm. This this film this film had a lot of older writers direct. I mean, it seemed like everybody was much older in this mm-hmm. film, in the making of this film, as opposed to something like Star Wars, where you had Lucas heading everything, and everybody was very young, except for a, you know a few really talented people that Lucas pulled to you know to really guide everybody. But he was really looking for a, a high energy youth. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And this one felt like it was mostly like people like remembering how remember how Westerns were mm-hmm. kind of like that. It felt a little bit more old. Well, here's dark. here's a uh, good support for what you're saying. Uh, this was regarded as the last big special effects production to be made under the quote unquote old studio system. So all mm-hmm. the elaborate special effects, they were created within Disney Studio and not farmed out to outside special effects companies, which became the norm after Star Wars really started that. But uh, right. Everything since then, you didn't keep it all within your own fences. You would you'd sub out every everybody subs out everything. Like it, with right. the exception of like you know Pixar, where that sort of thing you can't really sub it out. But even then, I think they sub some stuff out, some finishing work and sound stuff, a few other things. But the 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 idea that you would make any of your effects outside of your own studio walls was unheard of up to a certain point. And this is like considered to be, according to the trivia and other things I read, one of the last, if not the last, movie to do that. So right. yeah, a lot Use of old stuff. Come on, I mean the overture right away <laughs> says this is old Hollywood, right? Yeah, and they even brought the the special effects head of special effects, whatever he was called then, the director of special effects. He was retired and was like a veteran of like ancient like the leagues under the sea movie and uh, I can't think of any others, right. but old stuff. And they brought him out because they thought, oh, we really need a good special effects guy. So this guy gets out of retirement to do a very old school effects treatment, which is a lot of matte paintings and a lot of miniatures. And I got to say, some of it is rad. I think, I mean, as improbable oh, as a giant meteor amazing. rolling through the center of your freaking tube ship is, yeah. it looked really cool. And when they were like silhouetted oh, against right. it, that stuff, yeah. I totally bought that. That was great. Some people mm-hmm. give Vincent's robot design a hard time, but I, I kind of find it charming. I hate I it. I don't like mind the robot design. Yeah, I mean, I think I like that's it. kind of, you know, for what we were doing in the late 70s. Yeah. I think right, Star Wars had set a new standard by now, like, even though it was only yeah. a couple of years earlier. It, and I and I the big uh, stupid white eyes with black dot pupils. What are we doing? What is that? Oh well, yeah, yeah. That's Furby, terrible. Basically. <laughs> I mean, I thought I think Maximilian's cool and still to even now a little bit yeah. in, intimidating. It's How a little confusing. Was now, that but. to have an actor acting across from? Um, robot that was called max or they both were called maximilian right i mean it was like the actor was maximilian mm-hmm. and then the robot's name was in the in the movie well the imdb trivia claims that they named the robot before that dude was brought on because before him they had considered harry andrews peter cushing 
Uh, Kurt Jurgens. Oh, I thought you said the robot state was going to be. No, yeah, no, okay. no, no. The other way around. Getting better. Christopher Lee almost had this role, I guess. Max von Sydow. Oh. Like all the people yeah. you would like. Imagine all the 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 psycho faced character actors of that era, and they pretty right. much were all in this trivia. But uh, they named that robot before. Yeah, Maximilian uh, and whatever. And the if thing. they if they brought you on to be the heavy in a movie, Scott. And said, and this is your uh, evil robot companion, Scott. Right. You would be like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. That would be weird. I mean, the thing is, too, we're, we're being asked to trust IMDb trivia, which we know sometimes right. cannot be trusted. So, What was Ernest Borgnine doing? Yeah. I mean, come on. What was he doing in Also, this what happened? Can someone remind me? I'm sorry if I totally blinked when this happened. Did he die in this? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Harry Booth. He, he kind of turned into an everyman for himself, like, I'm getting out of here. Got 50 bucks. And then he uh, <laughs> yeah. took the took the Palomino and then got, uh, you know, got basically zinged by the gravity of the black hole and knocked back into the, right. the, uh, the big spaceship. Okay. They just but who didn't, knows? That's, that's the reason why I wanted to know because I'm like, okay, we didn't. We didn't actually see him die. Yeah, there's we, we a little chi- there's a little chick in the die. bucket going on there with him. Right. Just a oh, I mean that thing exploded. There's oh, like, absolutely. Like, yeah. But he was so close to the black hole. I mean, maybe he got sucked. Yeah, in. Yeah, couldn't he get sucked and, in there and go down the and angel things, hallway? Yeah, and, and things yeah. don't always happen like we think they would in the black hole. And I thought maybe you know a little little merging, yeah. a little merging of Bob and the Borg Nine. <laughs> what was the name you gave it at the top of the show when you more Ryan, Ryan a million? <laughs> When Reinhard joins yeah. with Maximilian. No, no, you called it something yeah. else. No, I called him. I called him Borg Bob. Yeah, He's Borg. A, Bob. Oh, Borg, oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because he had he had balls. He had one ball before, but then he like yeah. he merged with Borg Nine, who has no balls because he ran. Yeah, and so true, now I'm explaining yes. my joke. No balls. Also, Bob. okay, so the robots that were like their version of stormtroopers, the red ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, those things are terrible designs because first of all, they walk like Tinker Toys, and they have no articulation to their elbows or their freaking knees. Uh, and they walk like, you know, slow zombies. And then their aim is atrocious. My gosh, the they robots are stormtroopers look like, right? Made stormtroopers like sharpshooters. Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. I just kept thinking, I don't care how many of those you have. Maybe if you had a million of them, someone's going to hit this broadside of a barn. But what a shitty, like, enforcement right. uh, crew of, I, like, robots. They were terrible. Right. I know we've, and I hate to keep bringing up the Mandalorian, but but I know also everyone loved the sequence at the end, the beginning of the last episode where the mm-hmm. two stormtroopers yeah, yeah. keep, yeah, they keep shooting at a at a bottle and missing. Sorry, I had to play but that I, there's something in there. There's this explanation that their equipment is faulty, and it's like mass-produced guns that don't shoot straight, and mm. I really like that. I think that's important to cling to so that you can get past this thing where people are shooting laser bullets and missing. Right. I just and I agree. I think that they've did that really well in the Mandalorian. In this particular case, it's just I can't take those things seriously. It's like what do mm-hmm. you what are they even here for? I assume they have a decent grip, because uh, they keep holding people. <laughs> um the black one was kinda cool. No, the grip's good looking. He holds that guy right there. Yeah. That can't be the explanation. What was his name? Oh, he played for, uh Jason in Friday the thirteenth, by the way, the guy that played the uh was it Stars? Star was his name? Oh, the, Star, really? Tom Emick uh, huh. uh yes, something to that. The effect. young the young guy dude, the the young really Yeah, the dude. Yeah, or yeah, the one that was the one that was second in command oh. until until um or in the movie, they said that he was uh, the little Vincent oh, he guy. Did, said he, he did was Jason gonna, Lives. Oh, yeah, he did Jason Lives. Or 
He must be a right. big, tall, uh, looming human. Hmm. <laughs> looming human. Yeah, looming human. This, the trivia, by the way, this is, seems this seems not true to me, but let's just throw it out there. John Hughes, it says, famed director, writer, John Hughes, uh, created the green grid sequence that Ibbitt likes so much that appears yeah. in the opening titles. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, be great if it was John Hughes, like Pretty in Pink, the Breakfast right. Club, John Hughes. That's what that's what this says. That's what this is saying. You you think it really is though, or that, just like a well, somebody named John saying. Hughes? But they're claiming it's the sixteen candles, John Hughes. I don't know. Now the thing Who is, never did any other computer graphics thing ever whatsoever. Ever in his life, ever right? <laughs> right. Didn't he? It also has the long. <laughs> it is the Breakfast Club opened up with like <laughs> right. a three dimensional <laughs> rendering, like you're zooming in on lines yeah. of the school, yeah. Shermer uh, Shermer High School. <laughs> So I'm going to actually, I'm going to look at his production credits real quick here. Yeah. Mis- miscellaneous crew, right? Would that be it? Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, pretty, nope. Nothing there. Nothing in actor. Yeah. Nothing yeah. in, let's see, yeah. director. Nope. Uh, producer. Nope. Uh, special thanks, maybe. Let's see. Let's go back to the special 70s. Thanks. thanks a lot. Nope. How about self? Nope. Archive footage? Nope. I'm going to call BS on that one. I don't right. think John Hughes had shit all to do with your green thing. <laughs> but I do know that uh, it is the longest computer sequence in a film, a computer-generated sequence in a film up to that point. Nobody had hmm. done anything like that. And that's kind of rad. I like stuff like that. Really cool. Yeah. I think it got beat pretty quick, though, because uh, Star Trek, the motion picture, had that weird planet. Uh, yeah. Right. Genesis right. Uh, thing. Oh. Whatever it was. Uh, well, it was uh, Wrath of Khan that had the Genesis uh, rend- uh, three-dimensional rendering planet. Yeah, which is like two, year- two years after this. Maybe that was the one I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. And that, that yeah. took Now, through. the motion picture came out just a month apart from this film. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, that, what, a, what a bad year it was for uh, science fiction. I know, right? Well, we had, well, it wasn't a bad year. It was and wasn't. We also had Alien that year, right? The first oh, Alien right. Movie. Year before. Which is streaming, by the way. Alien 1 is streaming? Yep. Why are we even still talking? I know. What are we doing? Watch the black hole. We should watch. We should watch. Alien. I don't know. This is my question for this whole thing. How <laughs> it? How did done? Right? I, to be I done. don't. I. I'm not here to say this is a uniformly bad movie. Like I say, I'm of two minds about every little thing in it. Mm-hmm. There's things that I, every everything. Just saying, the acting. I love it. I hate it. The music. I love it. But I hate it. Mm, like the music. Right. I'm sorry. There are times when this music is so effusive. It's so over the top. It's I don't know what it's doing in this movie at times. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. every little thing. Mm-hmm. And so my my ultimate final, you know, like synopsis of my experience is I love this movie and I hate this movie. You mm-hmm. know, it's like mm-hmm. how to how what what's going on? Well, and part, it so, it's part of the oh, reason that's we what makes it perfect for films. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the other thing. Part of it, too, is like, you know, when we find a movie that connects to our childhood in some way, in the case of Ibn and I anyway, that's always fun to look at later and say, all right, well, how does this hold up? What do we remember from it? Why did I have a giant coloring book from this movie? I had that for a while. <laughs> Um, like they were trying to do merchandise. The Star Wars model had gone crazy with action figures. They tried to sell action figures for this. I don't think it went well. Um, I don't think it but I had, I had, them. I may have had nobody Vincent. Nobody wants a sweaty Ernest Borgnine. Nobody wants that. No, nobody <laughs> wants that. But it's, it's just got so many pieces that are so perfect for film sack. But it is, it's a, you know what? Those were dark times for Disney. It wasn't a great time. They weren't making yeah. huge money. Mm-hmm. They were out of big sort of franchisey hits. They didn't have, uh, their animation stuff was a, in a bad place. What was it? Black Cauldrons about all we had around then. And that was a bad movie. 
That's not a good, that's the worst thing they ever made, in my opinion. So they were just having it rough. They're not the Disney of today. So it's fun to see that. And it's also fun to see them on their big premiere thing now where Disney's the biggest company in the planet. It's fun to see them that I can go into there and go, oh, Black Hole, Tron 1, um, you know, Fox and the Hound, like ancient shit, shit that that, that was during the who, dark times. Who, who has a love hate with Tron as well? I love Tron. I don't have a hate with it at all. I love Tron. Oh, yeah. it is. It's I. I love hate it because it's just. Oh, it's just looking at those early special effects or some parts of it are amazing. Other parts, I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, they were really ahead of their time and now way behind their time, right? But um, right. I, I I made myself watch Tron Uprising the other day again because I. I, I love the visuals of that. I love the soundtrack I love of that. The visuals. Soundtrack's yes. amazing. The act the acting's horrendous and the story is dumb. But right. you know, I love Tron and I want more Tron. So I'm gonna make a recommendation for the listeners. If you're like me and you wish there was more good Tron in the world, there is one place you can get it. Sadly, it was only a single season, but Tron Uprising. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. Tron Uprising? Yeah. Yeah. Tron mm-hmm. Uprising mm-hmm. is an animated series. Uh, that ran on the, the Disney Channel right around 10 years ago, or maybe a little less, than, than, maybe 2012 or something. 2012. It only ran for a season. It had a all-star cast. Lance Hendrickson was the bad guy in it. He was great. Oh. Had a, a Frodo, what's his name, in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Luca, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Just, just oh, dippy shit, McGoopy Boop. It, that's the one. That's the guy. Anyway, he's in it. A uh, whole bunch of people you know and you've heard a million times, and it's very oh. cool. It just didn't... and it's Mandalorian in length. It's ten episodes of what of that show? Oh, of that show. Oh, I thought you said something about Mandalorian. What'd you say? I did. I said it's ten. It's Mandalorian length. Oh, Mandalorian length. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, except it just didn't get picked up again, and it's a real bummer it didn't because it's very very cool and it's worth your watching. But I'm just always I am a permanent. Tron fan and I always will be and I'm just waiting for them to do it take another stab at it do something cool again right. you got the what service an now idea I mean going into the arcade world I mean that's such a fun idea yeah getting sucked I mean, into data and being in the data yeah. and what does that construct look like and programs are entities that have you know you can, they have feelings <laughs> and, and, and there's just feelings. something about that idea i love that it's almost like uh you know the, the movies like inner space or something where you're getting sucked into a human body and you're tiny it's not right. it's kind of like that to me except it's a you know you're being reduced to just data but the idea that in um oh michael sheen's in that too he's very good mm-hmm. um uh, anyway, it's just it, I just love Tron, and to me, Black Hole was the precursor, was the beginning of them trying to branch out to stuff like Tron, and I'm glad they did. So you know, I feel like we owe the Black Hole something, a little bit of love. Scott, did I convince you to watch uh, the movie Downsizing? Uh, no, uh, maybe. I think Ibit no, Ibit also told me. It. No, yeah. Ibit also told me it's the John, it's the uh, yeah. f- f- Matt Damon deal. Right. right. Yeah, Enjoyed I just still it. haven't seen it. Did you guys like it? I liked it. I it's I'm, I'm not saying I liked it. I'm saying it comes across my mind all the time. Mm. I I and there needs to be a word uh, for those a phrase for those kinds of movies where it's not I'm not saying you should watch it because it's great. I'm saying you should watch it because I want you to have the same mental disease I do where yeah, yeah. it keeps crossing <laughs> your mind. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I am a sucker for um, con- I love concept right? I love concepts where stuff is uh, like uh, there's a scene at the very end of the first Men in Black where 
we're zooming out of the universe or zooming out of our solar system. We zoom, first we zoom out of the Earth, then our solar system, then our galaxy, then multiple galaxies, then more, then even more clusters of galaxies, and then eventually we pull out, and it's just this ball where it's all contained, and this ball is like a marble. These these aliens are playing yeah. with, and the marble's the size of a marble to them, but mm-hmm. to us, it's infinity, right? I love that idea so much that even when it's portrayed badly, I enjoy getting in there. Like Futurama plays around with it a lot. I love that. Is that more exciting than a black hole? I mean, kind of. <laughs> but also the concept of a, of a black hole that if you went, because we're so afraid to go into one because we believe the physics will destroy everything that gets sucked into it, right? Right. But right. what if it isn't? What if it's like the, abi- like the abyss plays with this? What if we could go lower than we've ever gone because Ed Harris can drink you know, oxygen goo instead of air? And then right. Ed Harris is suddenly now in the deepest of depths, and it's a whole alien sp- space. That's a great thing to play with in science fiction. I love that. So, so they have me so, there as well. I like black holes. So you're, yeah, that was that was going to be your example of something that crosses your mind, but that didn't necessarily come from something great. Like the i the overall movie is is not great. Oh no, but the I, that concept is on your mind all the time. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You, yeah. And that's I'm telling you, downsizing has that in a couple of places in in ways I just can't let go of. And I'm like, I almost wonder if downsizing will just be it it will will eventually get its own little cult following and it'll be a TV series or something. Yeah, it might. Ibit also recommended it on a recommendals, I think, or something. Yeah, I said that the first half of the movie is really good and it's very, very fun. Uh, The second half is like, all right, yeah, we're just kind of playing around with the the continuation of the story mm. but it uh from the previews it felt like the first half of the movie was going to be the whole movie if mm. that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i get that but i'm i'm down for movies where the concept lives extends over the quality of the execution mm. i do like that once in a while concept and execution are perfectly in sync and the example i would give is 2015's mad max fury road <laughs> yeah where they just they nail both sides but there are you know there are times where it's just like wow your concept or you know like in tron's case it just doesn't hold up over time the the like brian like dunaway says the visuals and stuff but man when i was a kid all oh, i wanted was a nice yeah. cold glass of tron water mm. remember that when they got up to the edge of the like tron river and there's like oh yeah digital right. water in there that water looks so good to me i wanted to drink it <laughs> Tron water. Mm. Anyway, black hole. So back to black hole. I don't know what else to say about this movie. Let's see. Oh, there were right. no gro- nothing grossed me out. I couldn't find anything. This is just yeah. It was it was it was kind of uh, it was kind mm-hmm. of a sterile set, right? I mean, there wasn't any body. Of fl- I mean, you might have been grossed out when they pulled the mask off the off the humans, and they're God. all like, uh, mm-hmm. like that feels so tame these days. I mean, even yeah. even. Uh, Perkins' death kind of tame compared to what you 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 know the Tarantino film. Everybody would be splattered with uh, his guts. Right. Yep, that's true. We haven't talked about Robert Forrester being in this. Yeah, no, Robert Forrester. Robert yeah, Forrester. Was... I mean, you briefly mentioned at the beginning about the the guy from uh, yeah. What did uh, I bring up? Tarantino, from? Jackie Brown. Oh, Jackie Brown. Yeah. And also from you know El Camino, the, the guy who well, helps like out. He was the same Jesse. age in this film as he was in <laughs> Jackie Brown. Well, he was only that was only fifteen years later, which is a weird thing to think oh, really? about. Yeah, yeah. It's further, he's he was closer to Black Hole than he is to El Camino yeah. <laughs> uh, in Jackie Brown. <laughs> You're right. Or even the last season of, of uh, Breaking Bad, for that matter, when he was yeah, in that, right. like his his 
That's what's freaking me out. Okay, Black Hole 1980. Uh, Jackie Brown, 96. So what's that, 15 years? That's just not a big deal. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. just insane to me. That that's how short the time was between Black Hole and Jackie Brown. But from Jackie Brown to us, way longer way than longer. that. Weird. I don't like it. it really yeah. bugs uh, me. I feel like I'm in a black example, hole. <laughs> another example, I always use this as my middle ground, is the first big Pearl Jam album, 10. Oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that first Pearl Jam album comes out about, you know, what, 12, 13 years after the black hole? Yeah. And is uh, coming up on 20 years old yeah. now? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you know, dude. Yeah. Wow. We should use the black hole as our timestamp for all comparisons. <laughs> Pre PBH and this is where it all went wrong. Yeah. yeah, forget about BC, AC, not AC. Right. <laughs> right. What am I trying to BC, Nir- AC, AD? Nirvana, Nirvana is significantly older to us right now than the black hole was to Nirvana. Yeah, that's oh so weird gosh. to think of. I don't like that one bit. No, I don't. I mean, Matrix, Matrix I felt was like a really good... Uh, water, Not watermark, but like yeah. a bookmark to say, oh, pre-Matrix, post-Matrix. But uh, boy, but now, black hole. <laughs> yeah, but now you're 21 years after the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. 21 right. years. You know what? We're closer to the Matrix was closer to the black hole <laughs> than we are. Than we Matrix. are to the Matrix. <laughs> that's so. That is stupid, dumb. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's that's funny. Wow. Uh, okay. Anyway, Robert Forrester, I think, is pretty good as your kind of Han Solo type, your hard yeah. dr- driving captain dude. And I will. I want to give them some cred for the scene where he saves the girl who's getting her face uh, shot with animated lightning. Um, oh yeah. When he yeah. went you diving in there, to the aluminum foil hat. I don't think you can do that. No. The bathing cap. The aluminum foil. <laughs> really cap. No. Like, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> right. Hey, you guys. Do you experience stress? or have anxiety or chronic pain, or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? Well, you're not alone. Many of us do. I know I have. Didn't sleep great last night, in fact. Uh, Let's talk about Feels. Feels. F-E-A-L-S. Feels is a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. You don't want to know what they do? Well, they make you feel better. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older or whatever, but it seems like... uh, Going to the medicine cabinet has mixed results these days. little CBD oil, though. It's like the thing that makes me feel better now. Feels naturally helps me reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. It's easy to take, too. Place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Are you new to it? Are you new to CBD? Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. That's really important to me that they do that. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. Definitely works for me that way. There's no high, hangover, or addiction. Feels has me feeling my very best every day, and it can help you as well. I was very skeptical of such things until I tried Feels, and now I'm not. It worked for me. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel any time. So, become a member today by going to feels.com slash filmsack, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash film sack to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash film sack. These guys are great. You'll like them. I like them. 
feels. I won't even say it was a good scene. I'm saying it was a fun, stupid right. moment of like right. her, hero, heroism, Han Solo type, you know, yeah. jumping over the counter, yeah, yeah. shooting yeah. dudes with their two little laser prong guns. Pew, pew. And I remember thinking those guns were cool. I'd argue with my friends. They're like, oh, no, Star Wars, Star Wars uh, blasters are cooler. I don't know. These have two lasers on them. Those are pretty cool. <laughs> We'll like, just see. Let's wait 40 years and see what we think then. Yeah. And some nerd yeah. would say, I like Star Trek guns because they only stun you if you want to. They have options on them. I'm, I remember that kid. <laughs> anyway. Well, speaking of her, speaking of Yvette Mimiu, mm-hmm. um, she was a replacement, like a last minute replacement. Um, uh, Accuracy. Let's see. It might yeah. make, that makes more sense to me because in one uh, part of the script says, and then take the young lady down to the thing. And I'm like, hey, that lady's like 38. <laughs> well, she looks she looks older because she's got the the blonde fro. But originally yeah. they had Jennifer O'Neill, who was in the summer 42. Actually, originally they wanted Sigourney Weaver, like um, uh, oh, a pre-alien really Sigourney Weaver. And they right. said, no, we don't want it. They basically turned it down because of her name. They said, oh, my God, with a name like Sigourney Weaver, we don't want her. Whatever, Borgnine. Really? And then <laughs> Whatever, they, yes. Borgnine. <laughs> <laughs> and then they then they were going to do Jennifer O'Neill who had this long blonde hair and they kept cutting it and cutting it and cutting it and finally they you know gotten it short and said okay you're our you know you're our woman and then she drove home from that uh from that session right. got into a car accident on Sunset Boulevard and ended up in the hospital so they recast they cut her hair and yeah, after they cut her hair, like she just <laughs> blonde hair, That's they it. cut it short because they didn't want like, right. they thought it would be too obvious in the floating in space <laughs> scenes if her hair didn't move. Oh yeah. Right, right. So then they recast and got Yvette Mimieu, who also had long blonde hair. And then they, they just, you know, they just cut her hair, made it short and curly oh, and God. said, okay, I guess we're set. Gave, it, gave her the short and curlies. Uh, but just before we get a ton of emails, Alien came out the year before, 1979. So technically, Sigourney Weaver already had done I thought Alien. this came out in 1979 as well. We, we've been saying 80, but I thought this was... No, it's coming in 1979. I thought it was yeah, 80. Not 80? No, huh. Yeah, oh. 80, 1979. Oh, yeah. same year. But same. it came out It came out real late 79, like December. Oh, look at that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, December eighteenth. Yeah. I'm sorry, December twenty first in the U.S., eighteenth in the United States. Yeah, this says you know what it is. It's it's up top. It says seventy nine. Down below, there's a reference to nineteen eighty, and I don't know why. This happens sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't like that. I saw this in nineteen eighty. Listen, IMDb, we require exactness in our. Website. But they film movies before they release them, so it still would have been a pre-alien Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, true. Right. And she hadn't really done shit all before that i don't think no, right? no. yeah she was great in alien we gotta watch alien yeah because alien's got uh oh it's his name he was in uh top gun he was in charge of stuff in top gun sure scarrett right. tom scarrett Scarrett. oh yeah um, and and alien understood for the same year also understood how space worked how you couldn't be out in space <laughs> without some sort of suit <laughs> well whatever but, man well they could Okay, hold on. I actually have a question about that. Yeah. Who's the first person that flew into the hole? Was that Maximilian? Maximilian, right? Well, yeah. Well, whatever his name it, is. The whole, it was a pretty big ship kind of going all in at once. So it's really hard to say who went in. The first person we saw the results of was. Uh, so it's Hans Reinhardt 
Yeah, Han the doctor Reinhardt was the person Reinhardt, we saw yes. the first. So that well, so so maybe you guys are right. Maybe this whole thing is he's dead the minute he hits space, and then yeah, he was, he's in hell he was after that. Dead. And because so he that, kind of imagines the merging with Maximilian. Right. Maybe. Uh, right. Uh, well, see, he was already he was supposedly already dead, right? Because he got crushed by that screen, and then he just laid there with his eyes dead looking. I assume that's what that meant. And then he awoke uh, on the other side, right? It wasn't that. So it was a hell thing then. Maybe you guys are right about the heaven and hell uh, scenario, yeah. I think. Never occurred to me, right. but now after we've sussed this out, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And I just want to—I just want to get a confirmation because Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection are all streaming on HBO now. Uh, I want to sit and just watch them all. Yeah. Any, yeah. Oh, but they're not streaming on. They're not streaming on uh, Netflix or Who something like that. Stream? Surely you all have the. Well, I, I have it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> because I have the complete box set. Surely you guys. Do. Yeah, but and and, and it's I do have it, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> sure. I don't think that people. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. None of these are. Yeah, I was. Actually, I was thinking you know it was like if Netflix or something. If we decide to sack Alien, I'll watch it again. I'm seriously like today. I'm gonna watch all these movies. I love the Alien movies. I really yeah, do. Yeah. All the way up through four. I'm. I don't. I like four for dumb reasons, and I think three is a cool space prison movie. And I, they are. It's a great example of a series where every movie is a different kind of movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. Alien is a horror film. Aliens is a is kind of like a war film almost. You Action know, it's movie. A, yeah action movie uh alien 3 is kind of a suspense thriller and alien 4 is kind of like your sci-fi i will you know, watch i will watch any psychological alien movie yeah. anytime and including prometheus the extended groups and everything i'll watch them all prometheus them all. really bummed me out but i'd watch it again it's fine i'd mm-hmm. watch every one of them and have done so prometheus and um what's the other one alien covenant alien covenant, covenant. Yeah. Yeah. those those are not as good as they could be, but they are not right. the worst thing I ever saw. So they're elevated by Fastbender, I think. Yeah, oh, Fastbender's yes. great, and also having Ridley Scott back is is a good catch. Mm-hmm. Although, again, you could argue that he's not doing his best work, but whatever. Um, I, but Alien, Aliens, although I'm the first four <laughs> movies, I love them for their own reasons. I'm mad at them for other reasons. And this is a possible thing to do at once, everybody at home. You're all sitting there listening to us say this, and you're going, whatever, dude. The only good movies are the first two. No, no, no. Whatever you want to watch is what you like. Just do that. Go see Alien 3 if you like it. Don't if you don't. Uh, it's got problems. It's not perfect. I hate how it starts because what it, what it does to characters from the previous film. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Um, that's bad. But it is bad. in a way, it's also kind of great that they had the guts to do it and plus it's david fincher's first big directorial thing and there's reasons to be happy about alien 3 i guess what i'm saying is go watch aliens those are great i forgot that uh, covenant had danny mcbride oh yeah yeah i totally forgot it did yeah he's and thank goodness they didn't play him as like the ernest borgnine character here he he actually plays pretty heroic he plays pretty much the like the danny mcbride Right, right. Character that Danny McBride always plays, right? I mean, <laughs> if we can also make... No, you're dumb. You're <laughs> going to... No, you're dumb. If we can make 2020 the year that we finally see the original Predator, that would be really nice, too. We just need uh, yeah. to okay. do that. Okay. I don't, uh, <laughs> it's not currently streaming on Common Services. It's on that Fubo business, but uh, with a minute it Fubo? shows up on anything secondary or whatever, we just need to get that done. The show is 10 years right. old, damn it. We need to get schwarzenegger's predator i need i need to see carl weathers waving his bloody arm in the air i need to see 
<laughs> you didn't watch the Mandalorian? I need to hear somebody yell, "Go get to the chopper!" To I the need chopper. It. Yeah, like this is the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Predator. It's one of those movies I'll always think fondly of. So I need to see if I'm if I'm wrong. Have I have I forgotten? Is it bad? Does it not hold up? I don't know. But we got to do it. We have to make it. Happen. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, we got a. Uh, we got a, a, some clips here. Do you guys want to hear those? Let's yes. do the clips. Do you guys notice we never even talked about Charlie because he's the waste, most wasted use of a character ever. The the other yeah. white guy in the group. He just, what a waste. What does Charlie do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. He know. argues with Vincent. That's it. Right. And see, mm-hmm. this was, this mm-hmm. more felt like the, the dynamic felt more like what you would see in uh, Lost in Space. That, that, these characters reminded me more of that. Yeah. That's a good comparison, actually. This is very Lost in Space, actually. Mm-hmm. To- totally. It is. That that being the original Lost in Space, like the show. All right. Uh, here comes here comes the sun. No, here comes some clips. These are uh, <laughs> these are some clips that I gathered from the thing. Here's our first look at uh, Mister. I got fifty bucks, or do you have fifty bucks? My God! Right out of Dante's Inferno. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love this response. Yes. <laughs> Yes, confirmed. confirmed. I I was in psycho. I know. All right. Here's a bad actor lady. That ship just just disappeared. They've never been seen again. Okay. Great. I don't like her very much. She's not a great actress. <laughs> Here's Robert Forrester. I put the late Robert Forrester because uh, poor went out for him. That guy was awesome. Here's what he says. Gravity's close to maximum. We can afford one pass, and then we're going to have to get the hell out. Jackie, I can't get you your bail bond unless you come out here. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I miss That's that really guy. Good. He's great. Yeah. Just passed away, what, like three months ago or something? Yeah, right after the premiere, like a day after the premiere, El Camino. That was such a bummer. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. so good in that. Ugh. And he was only 69. That's not that's not old enough. Be older. Uh, here's the... Oh, I broke with your what now? Either we have a malfunction here or there's too much interference on the outside. See if you can get through to Vincent with your ESP. And I went, ESP? <laughs> ESP? Right. And then he called it your ESP. Like, You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because she was the only one who had ESP with Vincent. ESP. And they didn't know. They just hand-waved that right away, didn't they? They really just, like, did. Well, yeah. Use your ESP. What? Wait, hold up. What? Isn't ESP, so it's extra sensory perception. Right. That I mm-hmm. guess could extend to artificial constructs like a robot. I, I guess. think it would just be something different then. It wouldn't and why, be. And why does she have it? Yeah. And why can she do it with robots? Yeah. And... yeah. It's, yeah. It was so real hard. Bad. It was real hard watching this for the first time now after so many years of Deanna Troy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. It was hard. Yeah. I watched this and I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah, that was a little weird. We're going to give them a D on that one. <laughs> D for ESP. Yeah. Here's, uh, I don't know what this is. Oh, this is him. I guess this is him saying, why are you so horrible? I don't know, but this is Charlie. So Charlie has a moment. Stay at your post, Charlie. What the hell are you made of? What are you made of? <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Shoe leather. I <laughs> Hello, I smell great. All right, here's Vincent as a dick. Vincent, were you programmed to bug me? No, sir, to educate you. Ooh. Ooh, snap. Roddy McDowell laying it down. Because you're dumb. I don't know if I made that clear. (laughs) I, for a hot minute, thought that the voice was not Roddy McDowell, but in fact, the guy who was... Uh, played Kit on Knight Rider. (laughs) (laughs) John Forsythe? John Forsythe. I thought that was him, but no. 
I would have been wrong. All right, this sound freaked me out. Here you go. It's the old uh, spinny hands. The bees. Uh, the bees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. Uh, well, what yeah. if they used bee sounds? They sound a lot like bees. Yeah, so I'm hearing violins and someone in a microphone going. That's <laughs> <laughs> how they did it in the old days, Randy. <laughs> yep. Gather around the microphone. All right, here's a, a mystery monster. A mystery monster. All right, there's that. <laughs> this uh, goon, goon, oh, goon Squad comment. <laughs> goon Squad. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. Really goon squad. <laughs> You're very funny people with the Goon Squad comment. <laughs> that guy. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> All right, here's uh quite, oh, this is, uh, this is, uh, got 50 bucks being super impressed with uh, the space. There you go. Quite a layout. I said it's quite a layout you got here. That is such a World War II guy era guy thing to say, isn't it? Right. Quite a layout. That's a hell of a layout you got. <laughs> it really is funny, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was so this was so like late in his career. I, I think it was pre uh what's the show that we watched an episode of? The the with the helicopter? Uh, uh, Blue Thunder? No, the other one. Yeah, Blue Thunder. Uh, Until he wasn't. No, Airwolf. it's not Blue Thunder. Airwolf, Airwolf yeah. yeah. That's right. He this is pre Airwolf, but post all his war movies and the stuff that made him famous. Right. Um, right. And I feel a little feel bad like, for him. I feel like this is the same character from Airwolf. <laughs> I feel like it's Absolutely. exactly. It is just. A, is that his? It's heaven? a flat out Disney <laughs> like formula, right? right. Young hotshot uh, pilot, uh, kid, you know, fresh out of the academy, old handyman. Working Ernest Borgnine looking dude and a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And a woman who has ESP has special power. And when you watch the show, it was always like, did you guys were always disappointed that it took so long for the for the helicopter to come out? It was always like forty minutes into the show before you and then it would just be footage you'd already seen. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same footage. Shot they have of it coming out. Thirty minutes of them in a log cabin bitching about the, you know, the world and then so ten minutes of that. Ibit, you just you made something pop in my head, and I think it's now I'm now I'm kind of freaking out about it. This this crew is basically the Fantastic Four, if you think about it. Oh yeah, kind of. of yeah, right. I mean, that. Ernest Borgnine's the pilot thing, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Perkins is uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Johnny Storm is yeah. the other dude. And, yeah, totally. And Sue. They're Sue with her yeah. with her and power. The, and the robot from that series. Remember, they had a robot. Herbie. Did they have a robot? Herbie. Yeah, yeah. They had a Herbie. I mean, yeah. Robert. We're leaving Robert Forster, who I guess is Doctor Doom in this scenario. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Doctor Doom in this was uh, Maximilian the robot. I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. With his dumb. Kind of. Yeah. Right. What a dumb robot. It seemed cool when I was a kid. It's so dumb now. Anyway, here's a. Did, no, wait, no. wait, wait. I just want to hold on that a second. It's it did genuinely seem cool to you when you were a kid. Oh yeah, Maximilian. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still think it looks cool. I don't think yeah. it looks cool at okay. all now. I think at I the think time, it's, I think it's one of the coolest. I mean, I think it's the cool one of the coolest things in the movie. Mm. Right. Maybe it's the only the reason why they the still movie. keep this movie around. I mean, otherwise it would just have put it in the vault. I came out of watching this still wanting to three D print a Maximilian. You know. Well, that I'd be into. Yeah. Thing for my desk. That'd be a cool little memento thing to have, but I don't think he's is nearly as menacing as he was when I was a kid. When I was nine, he just seemed like the baddest, meanest thing ever. Well, I mean, so did Cylons. That's I true. Like, and he was very Cylon. Kind of, yeah. 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 And very, you know, they were kind of, they had a little bit of a Vader thing going on with the stormtrooper red guys. 
little right. bit in the face, you know. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It must have been hard back then to not have everybody post Star Wars not to go the Star Wars oh, route mm-hmm. with their styles yeah. and stuff or have laser swords and things. Anyway, uh, are you interested in black? What's this one? Oh, are you interested in black holes? I love this line. This is great. Are you interested in black holes? I'm going to use that for other stuff. Right. It's great. <laughs> Toots. Uh, Vincent's always butting in. It's only dinner. Said the spider to the fly. All right, you little piece of shit. Said yeah, the that spider was a problem. to the so fly. He was, he was, he was programmed to, to communicate with humans or to relate with them by quoting other humans or something. Yeah, I didn't right. quite. It was, it was annoying. All, but... It was all quotes. A penny saved yeah. is a penny earned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bed in the hand is with two in the bush. Yes. The early bird gets the worm. It's like, shut up. Shut up, you little round little shit. Uh, by the way, Brian's putting in the chat, uh, in our chat here, a, a version of a 3D printed uh, Maximilian. That would be very cool, actually. It's right. kind of cool looking. I mean, you know. Well, yeah. Like, uh, like my complaint is that he's sort of like uniformly red. I'm like, oh, well, that's perfect for 3D printing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could just right. touch him up a little bit. Also, he he's my problem with these robots. Everything that's robotic in this movie is that they don't have no they have no articulation. So they're really not a big threat. Like, just dodge right. out of the way of that damn thing. It's slow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, his little his arms come forward and have the little spinny things but i don't know what the little two little handles that he has on his knees coming out of the side of his knees are for i I do like the idea of like uh of mr psycho over there running around the room frantically trying to get away from that oh right please save me for maximilian please (laughs) (laughs) save me uh all right Uh, go ahead what very Tron looking design though. Do we have we I know we talked about Tron, but did we talk about how Maximilian looks like he's straight out of Tron? Yeah, he looks like no, the gar a combination of the guards in Tron and the and those weird ships that were like two big legs yeah. floating. Those, yeah, I wonder if they reused the models yeah. or something. Maybe. I, I mean I doubt it, but it, there may have been a some inspiration carry over there. But I mean that is one by the way, one of the things that really holds up about Tron is that that kind of design stuff is very cool. It still looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's the people in their dumb little hats that look dumb in their jumpsuits, uh-huh. but the rest of right. that stuff's great. Uh, there is a very hot blonde in the sequel, or in the Tron, whatever the hell it's called. Legacy? Yeah, Legacy. Whew, man, I don't know who she is. She's one of the ones that just gets him dressed for his first uh, disc fighting game, and uh, there's like three or four models that all walk up to him while the Daft Punk music's playing, and they're like helping him get his his outfit on or whatever, and she is just smoking. I have no idea who she well, is. I'm going to have to watch that again, apparently. Yeah. She just is. She eats that scene up because you're just like, okay, one of these people is way hotter. <laughs> All right, here's a robot conversation that annoyed me. S-T-A-R, Special Troops Arms Regiment. Reinhardt's prototype for the Sentry Robots. He was number one until Reinhardt built Maximilian. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Brian's favorite. <laughs> it just it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. All right, here's me later at lunch today. Ah, fresh mushroom soup. Okay. If it is your mushroom soup. <laughs> soup. I like a, I like some of the soup like made from mold. Yes. I love having my mushroom soup right on the event horizon. I love people mm-hmm. that don't say soup, but instead say soup. So it's a soup. fresh well, he mushroom also didn't soup. say mushroom. He said mushroom, I think. Mushroom ah, soup. Ah, fresh mushroom soup. Maybe. <laughs> mussel soup. <laughs> Maybe it was mussels. Maybe it was eating the people. Yeah. But I it was but it was mushels. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the oles are, they're mushed. Yeah, they're mushed ol. 
All right, here's a – ooh, I got a clip from Brian Ibbett's prom night. Now, this is a oh, great good. one because this is just literally audio that you you said this to your girl or to your date before <laughs> before the night really got going. Like, she was in your car and this was you. So, I assume so, yeah. Yeah, okay. this, is, this is what you said. Do you mean to tell me that there's actually a human body under that clothing? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see? <laughs> you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> got 50 bucks yeah right that's actually what was followed that line <laughs> yeah all right here's what i'd like to call an almost barf this is a sound the lady made when she saw the zombie guy underneath the mask so he took the mask off and we saw the zombie face and then she made this noise <laughs> it was pretty good <laughs> that poor guy good thing he had a lobotomy that would have been a hurtful yeah. <laughs> yeah. you've starred me woman <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to hurt his feelings. Poor guy. <laughs> Aww. All right, here's uh, speaking of sad, let's do some sad time with the robots. We have to go. No, no, I can't make it. My hover stabilization's gone. My main circuit's blown. And both backups are failing. You can make it. They have two, they have two backups? Both, both backups are failing. Yeah. I hate his voice so much. <laughs> I didn't realize. Honestly, yeah, yeah, watching yeah. this, I knew yeah. I disliked it. Yeah. Once you hear it without the visuals, like yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Slim Why Pickens, did they do that? Slim Pickens. Pickens more kid-friendly. That's more true. I, I yeah, agree. They were, yeah, they were still doing Slim Pickens stuff pretty good during the 70s. Slim, I think they Slim Pickens was. was probably best. He's best suited for Mel Brooks movies. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Make him a cowboy and freaking Blazing Saddles. He's amazing in that. Like, there's a place for Slim Pickens. It ain't here. This is not it. I was so ready for him to say, what in the wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think it was just that old guard kind of trying to relate to kids and what was funny to them. And I'm sure Slim Pickens was funny to them back when things were funny. Yeah, I guess Slim so. Pickens. How old is okay. he's dead, right? He's not alive. He's gotta be dead by now. No, so. he's still in that black hole. What are you talking about? <laughs> Slim pickings. I just gotta find out. Yeah. Slim pickings. Pickings. Wait, Pickings. Slim. Slim pickings over here. Pickings. There we he go. He passed away in nineteen eighty three. Oh, oh wow. a couple not years after this. Yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. How old was he when he died? Sixty-four. That's wow. Oh young, isn't it? A little young. Wow, yeah, that was born in oh, that, I mean, Neil huh. Pert just passed away. He was just, what, 62? 69. Just passed away Wasn't he? Last, yesterday? 60, yeah, Neil, Neil Pert died. Hold on. Drummer yeah. for Rush. He had a nice run on BJ and the Bear as Sergeant Beauregard Wiley. What? Yep. Before yep. he passed away, yeah. Yeah, not Neil Pert. He's talking about. No, no, we. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's back, he's back right. with his drums going. Yeah. <laughs> Big giant drum circle. Yeah, he was 67, Neil Pert. Just died. Right. I don't know why that one got me so bad. Rush was a huge part of my growing up, and I. Right. He was the drummer, man. That was the guy. He was the guy. And I didn't know he had brain cancer, so that was kind of. No that, one that did. Kind of shocked me. They kept yeah. it to themselves, and he was notoriously yeah. private. Like, that's the other thing is he, even in their their craziest years, he would like stay in separate hotels and and right. ride his motorcycle instead of driving in the bus or flying in the plane or whatever. Like that guy liked his privacy. So I think that was another example of he died, died literally with his privacy, which is kind of cool, mm -hmm. but he is amazing. My gosh, that guy. Oh yeah. Just big circle yeah. of drums and turning upside down. And oh, yeah. I mean, as much as we all got sick of hearing Tom Sawyer over and over that the drum solo and Tom Sawyer, when he do it live was like, 
yeah mind altering oh my gosh anyway by the way one one more real quick thing about uh, slim pickens back mm. over to slim pickens uh played a sheriff about 20 times in his career yeah 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 a bumbling <laughs> sheriff at that what was he in uh <laughs> right. can you tell me what he was in the stand he was in the stand uh miniseries back in the early 90s i think or, or it may have oh, been like the last thing he did am i thinking of the wrong thing uh you might be thinking of the wrong person because he died in 83 yeah (laughs) hold on let's uh who am i thinking of fat Uh, pickens (laughs) (laughs) his cousin oh you're such a dork all right 94 (laughs) i'm gonna look this up this said gary sinise molly ringworm um did you say molly ringworm (laughs) i did sorry sorry i've always done it i can't help it it just came out I swear he was in this. What am I thinking of? I don't know. All right. Ray Walston? No. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I hate when I do that. I've conflated him with something else. Or it's just mixing him up with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It happens. It happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, did I have a final What if you're mixing him up with Stephen King himself? He was in that (laughs) series. I might have. You never know. Did he say I'm I'm wondering what intarnation is it going on here or any of that? Tom, Wait. I sent you boys to get some track laid. I cannot finish that quote. Uh, we no. will just yeah. I just realized there's a word coming up that I'm not going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that coming down the road, turned a corner. It's fine. Here's a really bad yell. I think this was Robert Forrester supposed to be him yelling while they were going through the black hole and everything's getting all twisty. So here's here's that. We're dead, we're dead. Oh, that, that was all that was the that. echo. Mm-hmm. He's dead, Jim. He's, he's dead, he's dead, dead. He's dead. The most useless waste of 10 minutes of <laughs> celluloid. Just like, Would all right, let's just have echo zoom in. It was only 15 places. seconds. It was, it what? felt longer than You're that. Right. I never, <laughs> it felt yeah. way longer than that. It felt like it was at least three minutes. I would say, right. I guarantee it's longer than three minutes, but it, I wouldn't it, go guarantee it. It has to be longer. It's got to be. It was long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna time it right now. You should watch it and time it and tell us because I, I felt like it was over long. And if it's not that long, let's say it's only a minute and 15 seconds, that's right. still too long because it made it feel 20 minutes. Long. It was bad. All right, uh, let's. That's it for that. Let's move on to this now. Which, if I could find it, would be great. Here it is. <laughs> This just handed to me the film sack checklist, the worst robot eyes in the history of filmmaking. Check. No, they're bad, dude. They're bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry. Charlie is annoying. Check. And then finally, Anthony Perkins gets uh, or sorry. Anthony Perkins really gets to uh, to the heart of things. Check. Get it? Because his heart was grinding out. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's the joke there. All right. Star Trek Connections. This came from Daryl. Um, it's it's kind of a weird one. But anyway, Roddy McDowell was the original choice for Trelawney in TOS's episode, The uh, Squire of Gothos. So he didn't really make it in there. So I don't know why it's a connection, but or it was a near connection. Um, they said the reason they didn't do it is because they said the character combined with McDowell's look would have made the character appear gay and they couldn't have any of that in the 60s. Mm-mm. Uh, William Campbell was chosen because his huskier look and build would offset the foppish mannerisms of the character. He was also the preferred choice of the voice of Armas and TNG's Skin of Evil in 1988. So that's as close as we get to a true connection. Uh, There may have been some other stuff, but uh, Daryl did not find Hmm. it. 
Uh, Style Shark Grade, I give it an E for excellent. I thought it was very good. Uh, it mm-hmm. it holds up. There are Randy's not wrong. There's points where it's just over. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like oh, they recorded some really great, really loud music. Let's just put it here. Yeah. And you're like, but that's a quiet moment. Why right. are you doing this to me? Definitely a problem for sure. But the music itself, and if you listen to it on its own, what's his name? Daniel. He's known for. He's known good for good orchestral scores, and this is, I think, one of them. Uh, so well mm-hmm. done to that guy. Uh, 58 seconds. 58 seconds. Really? It That's how long the, the, the repetition yeah, and zooms in. And yep, so yep. That felt feels so like three much times longer. In, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, like I said, I would have bet on three minutes at least. Yeah. And I just want to I just want to rewind one minute. Daniel, what? This is a John Barry score. Right? Oh, sorry, John. Yes, I'm thinking of the director's name, I think. Oh, okay. I'm confusing okay. everybody's name. Um, James Bond, uh, uh, score. Oh, yeah. Writer, John Barry. Uh, yeah. A bunch, a bunch of James Bond stuff. Uh, yeah. Looking he's good. through my, my collection. It's man. It's hard to say what my, my like best John Barry is, but I definitely listened to dances with wolves the most. Hmm. Oh. Would you guys like to come over and listen to my John Barry? <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. The director is Gary Nelson. I don't know where I got Daniel from. I don't know where that came either. from. It's probably a Slim Pickens movie. He I was, can't remember. He was the guy in the stand who sounds a lot like Slim Pickens. <laughs> there you go. Finally, I can make sense of this. All right, it's time for John, the Twitter post. Oh, go ahead. What? I was just going to say, John Barry is long gone. Uh, he did a score for a movie called Mercury Rising. Uh, oh, like oh, yeah. His career that was real good. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember liking Mercury Rising. Did we watch that yeah, for a film sec? It's a know, big... so familiar. Bruce Willis, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Did we? I really liked it at the time. I cannot say how it held up. All right. Maybe it'll maybe it'll come up on film sex. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, I finally figured out the best Alec Baldwin role of all time. I figured it out. Uh, I rewatched The Departed, and his role in that is maybe the best thing he ever did. Mm. Yes, but what about 30 Rock? I mean, that was uh, movie-wise. TV show, oh, absolutely. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely with you there on TV. On, on TV, but um, I was trying to think of this because I heard an interview with him on Howard Stern. What was the uh, movie where he was like a played completely straight uh, military sergeant or something? Is it Hunt for Red Daughter? Was for Red recent. Oh, recent. Oh, recent. 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 Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. I, don't know. I thought. I thought you were you were gonna uh, eventually land on the Hunt for Red October. Hold right. on. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> recent i have no idea yeah i'm having to look up look it up because it was driving me nuts i was trying to think of what it was um oh she's driving me nuts he was good and he's good in lots of stuff but um yeah let me look here oh what wasn't he somebody's military boss in pearl harbor that was it yes and he played it completely straight and didn't like it wasn't a yeah kind of hammed up he sometimes does hammed up and um we just watched that like a year ago. That's what it was. That's totally what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, that's exactly what it oh, was. It was also yeah. good in Mission Impossible Fallout, which came out last year. It was very good in that. Mm-hmm. Well, the year before mm-hmm. last. Was he in Black Klansman? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry. That's great. <laughs> you got stuck into the black hole of uh, 
Alec Baldwin, yeah. the, the furry, the, the very shaggy furry black hole of <laughs> Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Better than the black hole of Stephen Baldwin. All right, moving on. Well, agreed. Here's yeah. the uh, Star Trek, uh, or sorry, not, not that, the Twitter post. This is where in 280 <laughs> characters or less, you three say uh, what you think about this movie. Let's start with Randy. The black hole. Really loud music playing while a whole lot of brain dead people wearing masks and cloaks try to lay hands on you. Just like a Saturday night at overtime. <laughs> ah, and we're back. And we're back. 2020, baby. Woo! <laughs> uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, the black hole. WTF. How is that an ending? Oh, wait. I'm getting an ESP. Extra spicy poop. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's not a happy ending. That's a rough ending. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. The black hole. Like most things without a good ending, this film... Yeah. yeah, nice. <laughs> Even better. Nice. That was perfectly paused. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Uh, ooh, oh, this is exciting. Oh, I didn't know this. Look at this. Alternate titles. This was almost called The Dumb Hole or <laughs> Anthony Perkins Has No Heart. I used that joke twice. All right, moving ah, on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> emails. We got an email from a listener. Thomas in Missouri wrote this in. He says, hello, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy. Hi, guys. I've really been enjoying the show, and I had a few uh, suggestions for movies you could watch. Unfortunately, none of them are uh, on services you usually watch, but maybe you could give them a try uh, or at least put them on our list. Uh, let's see. First, there is Phantom of the Paradise, or Phantom of the Paradise of Brian De Palma starring Paul Williams. This is a weird one. It includes a lot of musical performances and strange imagery. It's on Shutter right now. Is oh. it is it Phantom of the Paradise or Phantom of the Paradise of the Brian De Palma? It literally yeah. says Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, he wrote it weird. Oh. It's Phantom. He didn't. He just didn't put by. So it's Phantom of the gotcha. Paradise. Okay. A a Brian De Palma film is what that is. It's so it's some old Brian De Palma okay. movie. But oh, Paul yeah. Williams. That's Paul funny. Williams. Jessica Harper. I thought the whole uh, title had Brian De Palma in it. It'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. Boy, yeah, this is... Uh, like a John Malkovich. A disfigured trip. composer sells his soul for the woman he loves so that she will perform his music. However, an evil record tycoon betrays him and steals his music to open his rock palace, The Paradise. Rock his rock palace. palace. I want to see this now. I'm yeah. down. I'm All right. down. All right. Well, that'll go on a list. Also, we have second. Uh, uh, here's one. It's called Quick Change. A really funny oh. movie with Bill Murray, Gina Davis, Randy Quaid. It's about oh, a bank yeah. heist that is really fun to watch. The jousting scene alone is worth it. One of my favorite Bill Murray films ever. That's right. I think it's you... on our it's on our list that I check almost every week for if the if these movies go streaming, we will definitely sack. He says this one's currently on Vudu and free, but has ads, so we could consider that, I suppose. Um, and then you got the last but not least, Rubber. Says this is a weird one. Oh, yeah. oh this is that tire one, isn't it? The tire, tire one. Right? Yeah. Didn't we show we showed this at Nerdtacular as a joke for something? Right. I don't remember what did I we? did for a film sack and i don't know what the joke was but we showed a trailer for rubber i think anyway says this is a weird one really weird like super super weird it's about a tire that is all i'll say it's on hoopla the free service that is connected to public libraries <laughs> we see that one wow that's great just helping the education of our children public libraries wonderful <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh, Brian, what the uh, hell is that? The Phantom of the that Paradise. That is from Phantom of the Paradise, Holy that uh, photo I just put crap. in our Discord. Is wow. that Brian, Will- or, uh, Brian Williams? Paul Williams in there? No, I think this is the guy that... Uh, 
I think it might be William Finley because he plays the Phantom, and I'm guessing that that's what the Phantom looks like. I feel like it's what's his name? Uh, who who who's uh, um... Tim Curry? <laughs> no, that's good too. But I'm thinking of the singer. I can't think. Of, oh, Marilyn Manson's who I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, it is very Marilyn Manson. Like at a yeah. concert or something mm-hmm. with his makeup, because without his makeup, Marilyn Manson looks like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> he really does anyway he says i think all yeah. these movies would be great episodes of film sack i hope to hear them someday keep up the awesome work guys thomas from missouri well, thank you thomas God, i love it. quick change it is one of my favorite not just one of my favorite bill murray movies but one of my favorite movies uh underappreciated films randy quaid's great and gina davis is great in it never saw it so and i would it, love and to it see has it. a it has a way of uh pacing and creating atmosphere that you just don't often find in mm-hmm. dark comedies mm-hmm. like Dark comedies tend to live and die on the script, and this one has things for you to look at. Like, love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm into it. Uh, plus, we haven't done a comedy in a while, so that might be a good one to do. Because they're hard, you know? We don't usually do those here, but... Uh, it's harder to do for a film sack, you're right. Yeah. yeah, but a Bill Murray film with all of that talk around it, Randy Quaid, where he's at in his life now, like, there's a lot to say. Oh, geez. Yeah. Gina Davis and so on. Uh, that's going to do it for your emails. Thank you for those. You can send them to filmsack at gmail.com or you can leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. Make 2020 the year voicemails. I have a few backed up. I'll play those soon. I just got to get them prepped. Filmsack.com is, oh, what's our next movie? I forgot. Oh, that would be The Mask of Zorro. The Mask of Zorro. Antonio, wait, I want to hear the way Randy says it. Let's say his name. Ant- <laughs> Antonio Bandera. Ah, yeah, oh. dude. Woo. I know. It give me a shiver. feel warm inside. Yeah. Got a little okay. semi uh, erection from it. <laughs> okay. um, not really. So uh, that movie I saw in theaters with my family forever ago. I don't remember a thing about it, but it's it's uh, Antonio Banderas and then what's her name? Um, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, and wasn't this her first real on the scene business? Like this was her yeah. big breakout, I think. So uh, sure. the only thing I remember is a. I said earlier that it was a train, but I believe it was a stagecoach that explodes. That's the only thing I remember about this movie. Oh, I thought you said it was a horse. Yeah, you said a horse exploded. I, I did say it was a horse that exploded next to a train because I, I thought he had like dynamite on it. But the more I thought about it, I was like, it seems like it was a stagecoach. And it seems like the horse is still exploded, but it was because the stagecoach. But I couldn't remember. Well, that's all right. I want to watch it now. I wanted to watch it when the, the horse exploded. Now, well, then you believe it. Yeah. Our entire, our entire choice to watch this movie was based on this lie about a horse exploding. Mm-hmm. Right. So It was definitely a horse that went up in flames definitely all right okay i'm excited to find out and to find out next week with us when we watch mask of zorro this is the first zorro movie and this is streaming where randy netflix netflix good deal (laughs) back to (laughs) back to netflix and by the way we are not opposed to uh making uh disney plus a a regular place for select things um we haven't done a ton of homework over there yet to see kind of what uh you know what all the ancient stuff looks like but there's a lot of it yeah. And um, hard, hard to want to sack the apple dumpling gang or no, something like that. Yeah, it those would be like, weird uh, to do. We would be like an hour and a half of Slim Pickens humor. You think maybe? <laughs> I think it would be yeah. probably. Yeah. But like you know, the 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 Shaggy Da might have some legs, mm-hmm. or a really mm-hmm. old like tennis shoes wore, or the there, computer did, wore tennis did, shoes. Did they remake you know, that Shaggy Da with Tim Allen. I think so. they remade a lot of those, right? With Nutty Professor and Shaggy Da and. Flubber and stuff like that. So let's see. Shaggy DA. Yeah, there was the 76 one, which is the one I know. And then there was some new thing. 
I thought it was Steve Carell, but I'm thinking of something else. You might be right. I can't remember. Doesn't that seem right, though, that it would be Steve Carell? Like, <laughs> no, if you're going to hire somebody? Right. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> never seems right. <laughs> He's great. There's nothing wrong with Steve Carell. He's fine. You're not, not a Steve Carell fan there, Randy? Not in that. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there you go. That's our plan. We're going to do that next week. In the meantime, if you're looking for our website, archives of the show, current stuff, whatever, it's all over at filmsack.com. And uh, we'd recommend you head over there and check that out. Uh, episode 500 is looming. Uh, when it does loom large, uh, we'll, we're going to be uh, pushing a brand new commemorative 500 episode mug for the show. Uh, Mugging. Yep. That'll be very cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, more jealously for all of us getting our own version of the mug, but also I hope many of you want it as well. Uh, anyway, that's coming up soon, so watch for that. Oh, it's Tim Allen. You're right. Totally Tim Allen. So, yeah, it was okay. the shaggy dog. Yeah, I don't know if it's right. actually a DA or not. Uh, and that was 20. Ooh, they gave that Based dog his eyes. He has his eyes. Yeah, that's creepy. I don't like that's, that. That's totally creepy. That's like, it's like cats, but yeah. with a dog. <laughs> with a shaggy dog. Not with Tim cool. Allen. Okay. Yep. Okay. So this is interesting history. 1959 was the Shaggy Dog. The right. Shaggy DA was a 1976 pseudo sort of sequel. Hey, here's an, another take on this. That's the only right. one I've ever seen is the Shaggy DA, and it's got that guy from Eight Is Enough in it. Uh, right. The bald oh. dad. Um, uh, yeah, Dick Van. Dick Patton? Van Patten. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost said Dyke. So I'm glad you. Mm-hmm. No one the should, other dick van. Yes, and no one should say dyke without context, okay? Right. Just, don't just blurt out dyke in mixed company. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate it. Oh, find us on Twitter as well, and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That would be nice, too. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Randy. Nope, let's start that over. It's 2020, baby. It's for me, <laughs> for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Cuckoo as a Swiss clock. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Sifatho. Sifatho. That golden golden droid. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.